This podcast is meant for adults. If you are easily offended, please go elsewhere. Through the power of hedonistic role-playing games, a group of friends unknowingly awakens a slumbering evil. Bursting forth from its ancient tomb beneath the floorboards arises the Lich. Welcome to Tales from the Lich. Ladies and gentlemen, imps and ghouls of all ages, may I present Dungeons and Dragons Out of the Abyss, Season 1. Captured by the Drow. You wouldn't wish this fate upon anyone, yet here you are, locked in a dark cave, the cold, heavy weight of metal tight around your throat and wrists. You are not alone. Other prisoners are trapped in here with you, in an underground outpost far from the light of the sun. Your captors include a drow priestess who calls herself Mr. Silvara of House Mizrum. Over the past several days, you've met her several times, robed in silken garments and flanked by two male drow, one of whom has a mass of scars along the side of his face and neck. Mr. Silvara likes to impress her will with scourge in hand, and reminds you that your life now belongs to her. Accept your fate, learn to obey, and you may survive. Her words echo in your memory, even as you plot your escape. Okay, so you guys are basically all in a dark cave. You have all been here for D10 days. <gasps> Let's do it. Four. Nine. Ten. Four days. Basically, you're in pitch black, so... Two of you have dark vision, friend and Sayark. Uh, the other two of you, it's a pitch black cave. But you've been forced to do a variety of duties. Occasionally, your prisoners will come by, grab you, take you out, and make you do menial tasks, um, mopping or cleaning or sometimes cooking or you know doing absurd things like moving one box from here to there and whatnot. What kind of a cell are we in? Is there? Is it well guarded? Are there? Is there a lot of light at all? There's no light. No light at no all. No light. Under dark. I mean, um, it's, it's not. It's not really absurd. And boxes have to go places. And... In your cell, there are the four of you and eleven other people. You guys are inside a giant cave, held up in stalactites. How can I see anything? You can't. Okay. So I don't even know this is happening. You don't, you're not, you're, you're semi-aware. They come get you with remedial tasks from sunlight. Oh. Very minor. They'll lead you around and you know what's inside and you have a rough idea of the layout. So this cave's probably about 30 feet wide by maybe 15, 20 feet. 30 by 20, roughly. Sure. It comes out onto a ledge with uh, nothing below. You know there are spider webs down here. Mm-hmm. You hear them You've often had to go down this little bridge here and into this room. This room is the Quagoth Cave. The Quagoth is a large uh, furry creature, basically an albino, really hunched over elongated arms, very feral looking features. And they hunch over, if they stood upright, you'd probably be Wait. looking at something in the, I don't know, eight, nine feet tall. Wait, like so. a feral hum- like humanoid? Yeah, it's a very humanoid creature with like... all white fur covering. Feral wolf, feral ape. Just feral facial features, pointed ears, like short, short, uh, squat face, I guess. Like a bat? Yeah. A Batman. It almost looks like... like a werewolf body. Sure, yeah. With in a, a, bat in a way, face. it's like a really, it's like a hunchback werewolf. Ah, okay. Now, by no hunchback werewolf. The drow use these as servants. Uh, they've basically been subjugated by them. And there are quite a few, uh, quite a few around here. They sleep in that cave. They eat and sleep there, and occasionally they're they're not. They're slow, dim-witted creatures for the most part, but they uh, are able to do things like you'll help them cook occasionally. Wait, they can cook? They can cook. They cook meals. Are they good cooks, or are they just like have a pot? Or you're are they not, like you're not sure because you know. every day you guys are fed one cup. They hand you clay pots in through the bars that are full of a mus- mushroom broth. Oh. So you're just, I mean, it's just mushrooms in water. No, I mean, it's fine, I guess. Okay. It's nothing special. You guys have been in the kitchen, so you know that they're eating like, cheese and oh. other vegetables and whatnot that you guys don't have access to. 
and variety of meats and stuff. But mostly, mostly cheese and vegetables. I guess it's fair since we're prisoners. <laughs> to give you uh, 13 here. Okay, Stockholm Syndrome with this one. 13 here is a, um, a guard tower. You've rarely gone over there, but you coming near here, you see it. It's just right there. Every time you've gone by, there have been two guards there. Uh, they appear to be looking out kind of all over, but mostly watching the cave below. 10 is the uh, only way off this, short of going these ways or jumping. Pit? No, it's this. So this is the You're in cave 11 here. Probably. You walk down to this other cave, and the guard tower is like over here. Then there's a bridge to this stalactite mm-hmm. that heads up. Um. Inside there, it's basically there's a guard tower, and these are the people watching you. You know when you go up there, there's a slit in the, in the wall that they open in the door that they watch through. And there's actually, it's lit in there. Uh, there's some phosphorescent fungus that has been brought in, and it's causing a dim light to grow, glow in the place. So they take us out of here. Where do we work? Everywhere else. You, you oh. guys have walked around most, most of this place. You're familiar with the layout. Between you four and the other prisoners, you can put together a rough layout of this little place. No problem. Okay. So ten is the guard tower watching you. You know six to eight here. You've not been inside more than this top floor. Uh, and that top floor is a giant uh, shrine to the goddess Lolf. Uh, these two fours are both barracks, and they look like they're barracks for their, basically their tougher warriors. Mm. Two is barracks for the regular warriors. And three is the mess hall and meeting area, cooking area. There's a constant sound of water running. There's a waterfall dropping into a pool down below. Do this we have thing, any idea of the general temperature around? Is that yeah. frigid water? or Oh, is the it... temperature of the water? I mean, the water, it's not freezing cold or anything. It, it, basically, the climate down here is kind of cool, but not uncomfortable. Gotcha. And it... And you guys, one of your duties sometimes, or you'll see the Quagoths, sorry, doing this, they'll be filling water from the waterfall and bringing it over for oh, cool. mushroom broths and whatnot. Here is a lift that goes down to the ground floor. You were down there once. Um, if you were brought here consciously, you came up through that lift, yes. You guys have all been here your relative amount of days, but I also need you to roll a d20 to see what you may have scavenged in this time. Two, you got nothing. Seven. You've at least managed to, during some point here, Slip in, slip away a little five-foot strike uh, section of silk rope. Secreted it away somewhere in your person. They wrapped it around your waist or something. Five feet? Five feet. Okay. The most useful rope amount. You can <laughs> hang yourself with that. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I got five. You don't get anything. Sixteen. You have man- managed to find a flint shard that can be used as a dagger. Mm. A shiv. Yeah. Um, so around your necks, you guys each have slave collars, and you have manacles, basically, keeping your wrist from not traveling too far. Is there anything keeping me from casting? Um, other than manacles, you can try to cast all you want. So I couldn't. I couldn't perform somatic you, required. You can. You just need one hand free, and I think you you could do that. With okay. Manacles on. That's fine. Basically, they'll come in, they'll unlock you, or they'll take whoever they're taking. They only take two, three of you at a time, maybe four for a bigger job. And you guys go off, uh, perform your duties. The rest of you, for the most part, you guys are just sitting in this dark cave. In the cave with you, there are 11 other creatures. You've got uh, a Darrow, which is a squat, short, not quite a dwarf, but basically a dwarf-sized creature. They usually have big hair. Aldrich, you know this. And you guys have all been kind of made aware of the, this fact that Darrow are often prone to some level of insanity. They're often partially bad, at least. His name's Bupito, and he's he's very talkative, very eager fellow. But you've gotten the impression that, especially from the others, that he is quite mad. You have our, our next, you have Darendel. His name's Prince Darendel. He's a Quagoth, and he speaks Elvish only. But he claims to be a high elf. And he speaks uh, very properly, actually. He claims to be a high elf from the uh, high forest. But he's actually that weird monster. But he is a quagga. Next, you have Eldith Feldrini. She's a little dwarf. She was part of a scouting party. She's pretty friendly, and she's glad that there are other surface dwellers in here because she's the only one prior to you. Next, we have Jimjar. Uh, Jimjar is a uh, he's a deep gnome. Dark-skinned gnome, uh, their skin actually looks very much like rock, so much so that they can almost camouflage in that regard with stone. 
Next, you have Ront, R-O-N-T. Ront is an orc. He, uh, kind of a bully. He doesn't really like being here. He's not too friendly. Next, you have Sarith. He's a drow. You haven't heard too much from him. He kind of keeps to himself. You're not sure really why he's here. No one else really... He hasn't really opened up. He's just kept quiet and stayed kind of in a corner by himself. Then we have Shushar. Shushar is a... Uh, he calls himself Shushar the Awakened. He's a Kuatoa. He's like a fishman. Yeah, kind of a fishman. Think of like head of like a big fish, but, but like body mostly like yeah, a man with human arms. He's a uh, very uh, friendly. In a way, he's kind of like a, a, a monk. He's very... He's basically a pacifist. Uh, and he's doesn't want conflict. He tries to settle any arguments in the cells. Next, you have our little friend Stool. <laughs> That's a word for poop. Stool That's is a myconoid sprout. He's basically a, a mushroom man, Repeat but he's that. a sprout. A myconoid. Basically, they're walking mushrooms. Yeah. And then next, we have a deep known pair, brother and sister, named Topsy and Turvy. Yeah. They, uh, they're twins, uh, brother and sister. Um, they, they don't really talk too much. Uh, and for the most part, Topsy does all the talking, and that's the female. But they really kind of just keep to themselves also. And then finally, we have a human named Marcus. He's quite scared uh, being down here. He can't see. Um, and he also knows, even though he doesn't often see him, he's aware that friend is in here with him. And is constantly talking about that devil that is up to something. And he seems to stay as far away from him as possible. The reason you guys can all communicate is because every now and then, Stool sprays the entire room with spores. Mm. And once all these spores cover you guys, you all have this telepathic link you can talk to each other. Mm. And so the guards don't really hear you, and he does it for the whole room. He can't do it constantly, but you can do it for about what you assume is an hour at a time. You have lost rough track of days. you got a rough idea of how long you've been here, but you have no idea Could what be time wrong. it is. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so Stool, you guys have all talked to each other a little. Very, very brief. Mostly just worried that uh, what's going to happen to you. So yeah, you guys are all in the cell. You're not sure what time it is. You kind of all alternate. You don't have like a regular sleep schedule. You're in here most of the time. They occasionally come and grab you. Uh, to do some menial task. Are there any guards around? There are no guards near the cell. They're watching from across the bridge to the... That's right. Okay, so they stay over there. You know, you occasionally... You don't really hear anything other than the waterfall. You occasionally hear slight raucous laughter or something from there that just kind of comes carries over the waterfall a bit. Okay. Friend is sitting in the corner, not doing much, but eyeing Marcus. You can't see... You can't see... And uh, Marcus can't see everyone else. But I can telepathically communicate. You can telepathic. You know everyone. You know you can talk to anyone here. Uh, How long do you think they're going to keep us here? Until we die. Well, the drove just know no mercy. We have to kill them all to get out of here. Oh, don't worry. We can be friends together. The drow? Okay. What did you do? Oh, I was just captured by the drow. I was out strolling in the forest with my friend Marcus. What was your crime? I'm not your friend, devil. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You we're best stuff. friends. I don't I'm friends with everyone. I don't know what you were doing, but you were doing something out there. I'm friends with everyone. Now look what you did to us. Fear not, young one. In time, all trials pass. Where are you? My name is Searg. I'm a druid of the Vale. So what did what did you why did they arrest you? Uh the drow are indiscriminate in who they capture. What's well, not a matter of committing a crime? Just know that hope springs eternal in even the darkest places. We must have done something. Uh, no, they just want to use us. For what? Labor, uh, you know, blood. Like a slave? Exactly. But slavery is illegal in Waterdeep. We're not in Waterdeep, young one. That's where they took me. Not anymore. <laughs> um, Eldith, uh, the dwarf, she kind of sticks to you guys. I don't know how close you guys are all sitting together, but she tries to stay more with the surface people. Mm-hmm. I wish uh, wish we could escape, but there's so many of them out there. How many are there? You got captured with Marcus? 
Yes. Marcus, why isn't he your friend? He's up to something. I don't know what he's up to, but he's not my friend. What are you up to? I'm not up to anything. I'm only up to friendship. He's not up to anything. <laughs> I'll let you trust him if you want, but I sure don't. He did something to me. What? What's the matter with you? I don't know. He's got some kind of magic. He's crazy. I don't know. I think he's a nice guy. Mar Marcus just goes, like, feels for the wall and just kind of turns his head and, like, tries to go to sleep. Sarek, I, I can't say anything, but you sound like an elf, am I right? I am an elf of the petrified forests. That's great. We elves, we gotta stick together. I think we're our only chance of getting out of here together. Um, I, I just don't trust anyone else but elves. After you say that, uh, the Quagoth gets up and he's easily the biggest one in here by far. He says, yes, us elves must stick together. Are you also trapped in another body? Yes. Yes. I'm so glad that I'm not the only one, but I, I think you might be lying. I don't understand why any elf... <laughs> I don't understand why any elf would choose to be born he, in a Quagath body. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 19 plus 6. Okay, you barely dodge out of the way as he comes rushing towards you. He, he, he's like frothing at the mouth and he looks at you. And kind of shakes it off for a second. I'm not a liar, I'm, but, but I apologize. I'm going to run in. Guys, come on, we're in this together. I'm just going to hear the commotion and kind of just call out. Please, let's not let's not do that. Uh, You're right, I, this form is taking over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, walk up to uh, Prince Darendel. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my hand on his arm and, you know, I can see him and everything. And, yeah, yeah. And be like... Your Majesty, understand that even in the darkest places, hope springs eternal. And I'm going to cast Druidcraft okay. to make a glowing a glowing sprout arise from, from the rocks near him. Oh yeah, as you try and cast a spell, nothing happens. Okay. But I still say it. <laughs> and it's the thought that he, he looks puzzled at your gesture. Those are a beautiful <laughs> words. What kingdom do you hail from? Uh, I'm from Nelrindenvade. No, Rendon Bane, oh yes. But, but my kingdom was taken from me. Taken? An, an evil wizard named Terrastor took it. Cursed me in this form, killed my father. Wow. That sucks. That's amazing. No, it's not. But things like that happen. <laughs> Is there any way to break your curse, Prince? I assume we have to find Terrastor. Mm. I need to get out of here. This form is... It's draining me. I feel I'm becoming one of them. Well, what can we do? You hear, um... <gasps> Ront, the, your orc friend, from over in the corner and kind of sticking himself. He's a liar! What? He's crazy. Who? Why? Look at him! Okay. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... <laughs> While they're... While he's trying to, while you guys were talking, um, I'm going to try and feel my way through the dark mm -hmm. and try and hold on to Sierrick, any part of a clothing or something I can grab onto him because I know he can see in the dark. As he grabs me, I, I say to, I turn my head towards him as, he, as this little creature is like pawing at my, at my robes and I say, you know I can see you, right? Yes, that is the exact point. I can't see a damn thing in this place and like I said, we got to stick together. It's okay if you're not an elf. No, no, I'm just... He is an elf. I, I just need to get trapped out of this body. But anyways, before, until I can get my dark vision, I need help getting out of here to see. But stick with me, and we'll kill all these drow, and we might even start with that Sarith over there. I don't trust her. Him. him. I don't trust him. I don't trust any drow. <laughs> he points in a direction that Sarith is not in at all. <laughs> but I don't like to make enemies, so... Prince Darendale, I am so sorry to have called you a liar. It just seems so unbelievable. My humblest apologies. May your entire army come and save you, and you may restore to your rightful place at your kingdom uh, amongst the other elves. I, uh, Fiaterastor has taken my kingdom. I don't know if I have an army. Well, help me get out of here, and I'll help you rebuild your army. I'll we'll start with just one. At least you'll have one, maybe two elves by your side with the druid here. After you finish that, Bupito chimes in, the little Darrow. Mm-hmm. He, he 
kind of eagerly jumps up and starts rubbing his hands. He's like, yeah, we need to get out of here. Um, and that stuff you said about killing sounds fun, too. See? All right. We're already building a small army. I think we can get out of here. We shouldn't kill anybody, though. A most curious thing, my friends. It appears my magic doesn't work in this cell. You're magical? I know the ways of the druid path. Sarah, Sarah chimes in from the corner and says, No magic works here. Just give it up. But he... If you really were magical, then he wouldn't be a Qui-Gon right now. So... Right, the magic doesn't work here, kid. <laughs> so... I think the magic does work. Seems <laughs> <laughs> so like, if you believe... You hear Sarath again. They place wards on this cave. Nothing, no magic's gonna work here. Don't be ridiculous. Ah, uh, yes. I think... The I Dark think, Elves are idiots. I, I think I remember that there's a fungus that grows here that blocks the magic. Perhaps if we could get rid of that fungus, it would help. Stool chimes in. The most fungus light here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fungus. Uh, the phasrus is what uh, what you're talking about. It's not fungus. Yes, yes. I, and he, he kind of comes over here and starts nuzzling you a little. <laughs> He's this that little mound. Yeah, he comes over uh, and just starts nuzzling you and is like excited. You can tell he's like excited that okay. you're here. Oh. I trip over him in the dark uh, just because I can't see anything. That's okay. I'm like, damn it, Stool. Well, can you at least make yourself useful and... Can you control any of these? What what'd you call it? I can't remember the name of the fungus. The, it's, I told you it's not a fungus. Are the what's the pharaoh? Phaserith. Phaserith. Well, can you control the Phaserith? Phaserith. I don't think that's what I read in my book. I think you're remembering wrong. I, I don't know what a book is. <laughs> it's a ward. He can't do anything. <sighs> He's a little plant. How far does that waterfall go? What if we all jump down the waterfall? Who is conscious? Was anyone conscious when you were brought up here? I was. No. I was not. Friend was not. 100 feet down. This is how far I can see? Or how no, far it how is far to the, you to can, the level? You can only see 60 feet. You but can't see the bottom. 100 feet down is the place we came from before. You know it's roughly 100 feet. You can. You have a rough idea. The only way down that height is, is through the through the, ele- the small elevator. I know I came up through it. We all did. Jim Jar? You were a deep known friend? That's, well, maybe. We can also maybe jump into those spider webs and climb down from there. But there's, there's spiders. Well, where spider webs are, are spiders. I know, <laughs> guess we'll have to gamble, huh? <laughs> that's two, still two steps away. We have to figure out how to get out of this cave. So out of the spider webs? Because don't they use those webs to capture things? Yeah, like, uh, at the Brass Tumbler, my uncle's locksmith shop, he has spiders, and they eat flies. Why Why are we even going down? Shouldn't we be going up to get out of here? Idiot, you've got to go down to go back up. It's the only way. I don't know. I was woke up in here. I just seems like... You know, if I'm you know you're up near the ceiling of a cave. Yes. Okay. Is there a way out to the ceiling? Let's just, is there a chimney? Uh, I mean, the only way you guys have perceived of some way out through maybe the ceiling or the wall would be near the waterfall where that's coming out. But it's like a crack in the wall, not a cave or anything. I don't think I can make it. <laughs> I couldn't even be a farmer. I don't think I could swim up a waterfall. Don't worry, Wendell. I'll take care of you. Thanks, Frank. Prince Darendale. Do you think at the right moment you have the strength to break us out of this this stone cell? Uh, I don't know if I can do that, but there are there's so many of them. I don't know if it would be prudent to escape. Like How that. many? Sarah chimes in. There's nineteen of them. Nineteen. Nineteen of them. Eleven of us. Sarah. That doesn't include the Quagga. Probably have about a dozen of them, and they control the spiders too. You'll never get out. Okay. Drow are the lowliest of the elves. There's no way they can stand up to the elvish power that is Serac and I. But they live uh, here. Uh, Prince Darendel. Uh, oh, and Prince uh, Darendel as well. <laughs> the the drow over there seems to have all the answers. 
negative or not. What's your plan? Well, maybe we should just listen to uh, Ilvara. Maybe we should just make the best of it. I mean, if we just do a good day's work, maybe we'll just, you know, live past the day and just take it day by day and who knows, maybe it'll take us out of here. And maybe we'll, well, they'll move us to a city and maybe we can maybe work in a, in a, inside of a, a city house and maybe we could just fold clothes instead of having to move boxes all day. So maybe we should just take it easy. Maybe the darkness is making me crazy, but I'm starting to think we should use Wendell as some sort of bait to get out of here. Maybe next time they, uh, they... Well, he's an innocent. Yeah, he's naive and young. Eldith! Eldith! What? He's gonna throw me out there. He probably should. He can get out that way. <laughs> Not all Is women it? were mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a boy. You're not gonna make it down here. I'm not gonna make it down here. <laughs> How big is stool? Can I? Stool's like two feet tall. Can, how big are the? I guess how big are the bars? Can I try and shove stool through the space? No, of the bars? Okay. no. And stool does not look like much use once stool gets out there because stool is a fucking mound. stool. <laughs> Stool's a mound. Yeah. What is uh, what is Ront doing? Ront's just sitting there staring, watching at you guys, and he's trying to keep his distance from everyone. Okay. I think I think we need to create some sort of distraction, guys. Get some mm-hmm. guards in here to open the door because they've got to come in, and then we'll have keys and an open door, and maybe some hostages. Direct combat is not the way to go about this. We're vastly outnumbered. Being a locksmith's apprentice didn't prepare me for this at all. <laughs> <laughs> I assume the cell does not have a locked door with it. It has a locked door. Yeah. Uh, well, then I mean that's a pretty good skill when you're in a locked room, don't you think? Are they metal bars? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wait, you could pick locks and you've just been sitting here this whole time? I'm going to hand Wendell. You're not supposed to pick your someone's I'm... lock who doesn't pay you to pick their own lock. Wendell, I hand him my flint shard. I'm contracting you. When we get out of here, I'll pay you to pick this lock. But it's not your lock. Do you want to die? No. Then you have to pick the lock. But if I stay in here, I won't die. If I go out there, I will die. Topsy, you haven't heard speak yet. We're almost all of us will certainly die in here. Uh, and if not here, when we get sold to Menzo Varanza. What? What's well, that? They're going to sell us. They're slavers. Aren't we already sold? No. What are we doing here? We're property. Well, so... The Dark Elves are going to sell us. Tell Some me a plan and I'll, I'll try the door. What are we doing after we, are, we open the door? Yes, what indeed. We don't want to go into this half-cocked. I'm going, a friend is going to move over cautiously, begin walking over to hang out with, with Ront a little bit? Ront, yes. Ront. Hi, Ront. How are you today? You seem to be quiet over here. I'm not doing well. You're not doing well. Well, tell friend. Tell me. Why aren't you doing well? Grosh is angry at me. Who? Um, do a religion check. Four. Eighteen. Oh, Twenty. <laughs> You're aware that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a sex. <laughs> I mean, it's not... It's yeah, not it's like a commonly known. Yeah. Is, is I'm a good student. <laughs> basically the chief orc god. Yeah. Uh, he's the head of all the orc gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, yeah. Grumpsh is angry with me. And who's Grumpsh? He's my god. Uh, what kind of things does he like? Well, he doesn't he, like cowards. He doesn't like mm. people who get captured. Oh. I thought we were having a big telepathic <laughs> communication. Sorry. It's not a party line. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> Disappears out of the compass. <laughs> <laughs> his, his little box with his head in it. <laughs> Ron, did you do something to anger your god? Uh, yes, we were in a battle with her people. He kind of does a sneering head jerk towards Eldith. Our clans have been battling in a skirmish with uh, one of their group. I was a coward and I ran. 
and I uh, fell down into a cave. Well, you know, I happen to know of a way where you might gain your god's favor. What would that be? Well, he likes bravery, right? Uh, I suppose so, as long as it leads in, ends in battle. Mm. Well, you know, we do need to get out of here. Wouldn't that result in some battle? I would much rather die in a fight than die in a cell. Well, you know how we can begin that? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I understand. All right. Well, would your god enjoy displays of strength? Yes, very much so. Hmm. Well, what if we started a little bit small? Could you... Oh, no, never mind. I don't know if you could do this. What? Oh, I mean, we've been here for so long, surely you would have tried it already. I don't worry, just forget about it. I've tried many things in here. Well, have you tried using your sheer strength to rip this collar off of my neck? Why would I rip it off your neck? I was thinking it might have something to do with the magic, but not being able to use the magic. I suppose I could give it a shot. Well, if you I don't cross know. me, sorcerer. Oh, I wouldn't cross you. He, I'm very he friendly. He grabs you by the collar. If you're going to let him, he's going to grab for your... Uh, like on either side, try to yeah. pull apart? Yeah, yeah, it's basically like a, you know, a clamp. He can't budge it. He's can't trying, you hear him growing nothing. Well, I guess you're just a failed orc, aren't you? Well, it's really hard with these manacles. Hmm. Oh, I understand that. I wonder if your god understands. Does it? The rot now feels even weaker and goes and sits down and salts. <laughs> Sorry? What? Um, where do we go if we leave this cell? I, I don't know where you would go. Where would you go? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not welcome here. Do you know this camp? Where this was it? my camp. They put you in here? You <laughs> <laughs> didn't know you were one of them? Yes. Oh my god. Why? They say I killed one of our one of our people, but I have no memory of this. What happened to your memory? It seems fine to me. Maybe they just don't like you. It could be, but maybe maybe they're right. What if I did kill one of them? So you're gonna stay here? I don't. Or do you want to run? I, I'm as good as dead. Where would you take us if we got out of here? Um, stool chimes in. Um, we could go to the Neverlight Grove. That's my home. Where? Um, let's go. It's um. Can you run? A grove. You're a you little say. stool man. Can you run? If they chased us, could you get away? Uh, if only you carried me, probably. Oh, no. I don't think I can make it out there by myself. Rod? Yes, it would be a good opportunity for Rod to display his strength to his god. However, we appear to be putting the onion cart before the... What's a what's a pack animal in D&D? &D? Um, a horse? horse? <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be flavorful. We appear to be putting the onion cart before the Quagoth. Before we carry stools out of here, we have to figure out how we're going to get out of here. Someone take me to the lock. Uh, uh, Shushar, who you haven't heard speak yet, he's kind of been sitting there looking like he's maybe meditating a bit. He opens his eyes and says, uh, I would very much like to get out of here, but I would prefer a non-violent method. I don't want to hurt him. We could go to my town of Slubudub. What a, why is that better than the mushroom town? My people there have supplies. I can't see anything here. Do they have torches? No. Light gets you killed down here. What am I... I'm gonna die down here. Eldest nods her head in approval. Has anyone seen where they're storing the stuff we came here with? I imagine I'm not the only one that had my weapons, armor, I, clothes, I, soap I, I taken from me. Days, you, you, no, you don't know... You have not seen your stuff, no. No, no idea. If we got out, could we get the Qui-Goth to join us? 
Could I, knowing, based on how long I've been here, could I, if I was to get out the door, could I get down to the Quagop chamber in complete darkness? Based on yeah, you know you could feel the wall. It's this is this is jutting out of the wall. Is the entire is a Velkin belt Velve? Is it all warded against magic, or is it just our cell? So far, you haven't tried. Anytime we're out of the them. cell, we're with guards. Oh yes, they're gonna kill you, man. You are, yeah, shit. you have, you have. Uh, if there's one of you, there's two guards. Okay. You know, if there's three of you, there's four guards. Occasionally, there's Quagoth, and there are patrols occasionally going around. Okay. Do you think the other Quagoth would want to get out of here? I mean, they're only cooks. Brenda's gonna go stand by the gate and wait for one of the patrols. They're mindless beasts, Wendell. Oh, there's no one patrolling by you. There's nowhere for you to go. Yeah, so they're just watching across this bridge, unless you want to go visit the Quagoth or jump down to the spiders. Well, the gate is closed. Like, we're oh, not doing any closed. of that right, right yeah, now. They're no, okay. they're, no, yeah. yeah, you're, you're locked in. What's the gate barred with? Is it wood or steel? Iron? Oh, it's it's uh, some kind of metal. I'm not quite sure. In the dark, I guess I, it's iron. I would sure. like to go converse with Shushar. Shushar. My character just keeps wandering around in the dark, arm stretched, trying to follow the voice of yeah. Sierra. <laughs> if anybody's got a plan, <laughs> I can open the door. I'm certain. Yeah, okay. So we're, we're your, that part's covered. I'm going to go converse with you, Shushar. Hello, my friend. Hello. Would you like to get out of here as badly as I would? Most certainly. From what I've seen in my long, torturous days here, the path of nature is the one that will take us to salvation. Wouldn't you agree? I prefer the path of self-enlightenment. Potato, potato, right? Like... Nature, enlightenment. Whatever brings you peace. Exactly. Do you think we could survive that waterfall? I'm not sure what's down there. Is Uh, it rocks? I would hope it's more water. I would also hope. (laughs) (laughs) I am not willing to jump. No? No. Have you meditated on it? No, I just know. Perhaps if only the cell is warded, we can use the spider webs and I can use my affinity for the creatures of the land. And the spiders won't maul us to death. The spiders are. Should we let out the Quagga too? I, Free the people. I agree. Any distraction will be Any good. Any distraction, even if they run up. Are the are the Quagoth manacled and chained? Or are they in no, bondage? No, they're walking around, just hanging out. But you occasionally see them walk by even and head get, through the door. Even if we get on the spider webs, the spiders will notify because they control the spiders. I agree. Let's just let the Qui-Goth out. Yeah. Just, if anybody has any sticks, I need two sticks, a stiff stick, and I need a stiff stick at least. Look around for anything. Anything on your person that's long and thin, anything. <laughs> it's gotta be. <laughs> I, know wow. all about, I know all about the jokes. I know all the jokes. You know every joke? Yeah, I have 650. This is... I'll knock him dead. Come on, this is serious. <laughs> Friend is again going to approach Rot. Rot, I know of another way that you can prove your bravery. Will you please leave me alone? <laughs> you embarrassed him. In front of, you, you humiliated Conan in front of Krom. <laughs> No, no, it's okay. You can't, you'll succeed at this. He just looks down and just puts his head between his knees. Oh, all right. Useless piece of shit. <laughs> he looks up at you, but then he looks over at Darendel and then kind of looks back down. What kind of lock is this? It's a lever lock. I'm going to try feeling around and seeing what I can get, what I can sense out of it. Does anybody have anything, a belt buckle? Any, any, you guys anything. Don't have buckles, we just have sure. bare clothing. Right? Yeah, you guys just have clothing. You had that shard you gave to him, and he has a five foot piece of rope. I gave you the shard. All right. That's all I have. It's flint, flint shard. Jim jar. It's like maybe during the next chore session they give someone else. Maybe we can agree to try and pick up stuff that anything, everybody, just a splinter of wood. Anything. Perhaps the noble Prince Darendale would be willing to donate one of his teeth. That could work. I am a prince. I am not donating my teeth. <laughs> All right. You get us out and of he, here. And he, he gives you a really mean glare, but then like, quickly like realizes what he's doing. Oh, but that body is right. not an elf's body. When you come back to your natural body, your teeth will be perfectly intact. You don't know that. What good would your they teeth be here if we all picture. die down here? Great to eat you. 
And he kind of looks ashamed all of a sudden. <laughs> well, what exactly? Just long, pointy stick? I'm a master of sleight of hand, so next time I'm out, I will definitely bring something back. Just do it. All right, what else do you need? Just do what, it. What else do you need, Wendell? I just need at least two of them. Okay. I mean, as you're kind of explaining what you need to these people, they're all looking... Uh, Everyone's kind of perking up a little, kind of. I mean, you can't see this, but you guys see them all kind of perking up a bit, like kind of nodding, like looking like maybe we can get out of here. Shushar, how can you help our? How can you help our endeavor? I can't. You're you're useless, is what you're saying. Not going to help you fight, and I have no skills to escape this cell. I walk away from the fish man. <laughs> <laughs> but I welcome you to Snowbird. Thank you, Shushar. Wait, is it under the water? No. Well, the, sometimes up. the lights come up, and you kind of look like a big fish guy, so I thought maybe... Okay. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is on the coast, and we are depth swimmers. Anybody have any idea of what else we can do? Anybody have skills or ideas? Here's the plan. Wendell picks the lock. We sneak down using our compatriots with dark vision. And take our chances with the spider webs. At least they are part of the natural order, and at least then, if we die, we'll die trying to escape rather than in the bondage of these drow filth. But should we release the Quega? Yes. I, I think we need it. We need maybe some we should just. You guys, you guys see, you hear them walking by. They occasionally come out of that cave, walk right by, walk through the guard door, no problem. They knock on it, get let in, walk through, do something, okay. come back. Aldrich. My friend, my fellow elf, you're in charge of freeing the Quagoth. How's that sound? Um, I think I'd you, like oh, to... You also know the Quagoth do not have a door on... It's just a cave. There's no cell door. They don't I don't mean, give a shit. <laughs> so... I mean, they're not the, locked the in. The Quagoth aren't even locked in here. Why no, do no. you think they want to cause havoc? Just thought they were locked up. Wendell. That's why... I Wendell, listen to your elders. I asked if they liked it here before, and I got laughed at. And you should take that as a sign, Wendell. You'll learn that in time. <laughs> when you're getting laughed at, it's time to shut your mouth. Okay. You guys start to feel the kind of your telepathic link weakening. Okay. Um, it's like this, basically the spores are wearing off. Mm -hmm. So that's the plan. Next time we work, gather sticks, and I'm fading. Yeah. Gather, gather anything you can to help Wendell, and then we free the quag off and descend the spider. So, so now that <laughs> now that the telepathic link is broken, uh, all the underdark people occasionally, for the most part, all the ones that are needed here, converse with each other in something called undercommon. No idea what that is, but they all seem to know it. It's equivalent to a common on the surface. Mm -hmm. uh, Bupido occasionally mutters something in dwarven. I can do that. Yeah. French Darendil speaks elvish. Eldith, the dwarf, speaks common and dwarven. Shushar. I've only heard him speak in undercommon. Stool, you've never heard make a noise. He's so cute. Topsy and Turvy, you hear uh, communicate to each other basically in uh, gnomish. They occasionally appear to speak to the, the wall a bit. Mm. To the mm. stones, really. Mm. Deep and, gnomes, yeah. Yeah. You found that they know a little bit of common. Uh, what about Marcus? Marcus is no, Marcus knows common. Common. Ront uh, knows common. Mm -hmm. You can speak to him. And he knows orc. Saratha speaks Elvish, uh, and Jimjar seems to be able to converse with most everyone here. He uh, speaks quite a bit. What a cool guy. You guys are uh, sitting in the cave. You know if you uh, make too much noise, the guards will slide that thing open and look. So for the most part, when, when stool's not... Fungusing. Yeah, all over you. For the most part, there's not too much talking, or it's just quiet whispers here and there. Uh, the waterfall keeps it so that you know, a large conversation isn't heard bunch of you arguing or whatnot will obviously draw their attention or possibly the quagots down there who are free to walk around as they please. While you guys are sitting here, well, you all hear the door open and there's a little bit of light that peeks in. Just a brief amount of light. It's like the greatest thing you've seen in out of hours. Number, out of the guard tower? Yeah, coming out of the guard tower. Like, oh, for a brief moment, all human heads turn that way. Uh, the half room too. And a bunch of figures start coming down and the door shuts. Mistress Ilvara comes forth. She's standing there. Probably the most beautiful woman you've ever seen when you do get to glimpse her. <laughs> I only seen No, I don't know. I mean, she's just dark. Like yeah. This, but 
I'm not Wendell, gonna... that's yeah. the spank bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you do see her, her has this tentacle rod, yeah. and all these tentacles are just writhing on it. You haven't seen her do anything with it yet, but she's always threatening. Anyway, she approaches you, uh, accompanied by half a dozen dark elves. Two of them that are with her are the ones that typically seem to be with her, and you've heard their names enough to know that they're named Shore and Jorlin. Shore seems to be in uh, maybe her... Uh, from what you can tell, Shore is basically her her lover of some sort. He's in her favor, and uh, you know enough about... Uh, you've learned enough about their interaction that he she clearly favors him over everyone else. But Friend and Searic know that it wasn't always this way. It has uh, a couple days ago this happened. Previous to that, Jorlin seemed to be in her favor. Mm. But then one day, Jorlin came back with a huge scar on his face and missing some fingers from his hand. And now he looks... He, he's always with them, but he kind of looks pissed off. And Shore's always telling him what to do. A changing of the guard. They approach, and they, they're speaking Elvin. You can understand it, but it's harsher. It's a little different to, sure. your, to your ear. Mm-hmm. And I guess, Aldrich, you understand the... A word here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know some basic stuff. So they come up, and uh, in Elvin, she starts uh, telling the guards, uh, I want those two, and she points to a friend and Marcus, because she knows they hate each other, so she's going to make them work together. And in this little thing here, I want them in the kitchen. And then she uh, points to um, Wendell, she said, bring him to the, to the altar. <laughs> so a guard comes in they all have uh, little hand crossbows and, and short swords pulled out uh, so everyone kind of backs away and everyone's particularly terrified of her and see many of them, many of the prisoners here have had lashings and whatnot all over them from probably her scourge or her tentacle rod there she uh, then points to um, Topsy and Jim Jar says, have them clean the, the living quarters. So, uh, which one are the you, two of us are cleaning? No, he's not going anywhere. Oh. You are with Marcus and Aldrich. Okay, and we're cleaning which way? They're going to send you to the kitchen. Kitchen. They're sending you to the kitchen. They're sending Wendell to the altar. Hmm. And then uh, they're taking they're taking Jim Jar and Topsy to the uh, basement of the barracks. Um, as they're approaching, I'm... Uh, the way druidic language works is we leave messages for each other in on walls and in various the darkest places or you know where you least expect to find it and only other druids can read it. Sure. And in <clears throat> a bodily fluid, I am scrawling on the wall. I'm wiping on the wall. Hope springs eternal. Okay, so uh, Mr. Silvara walks off. She kind of looks at you a little. You can't see this at all. She walks off. You can oh, see man. her eyeing him and kind of smiles a little and then walks off. And then uh, Drow just grabs him and just starts hauling him by the manacles with another one behind him. Can we all agree that despite the the continuity and the, and the, uh, the synchronicity of it all, uh, that Wendell has tortoiseshell frames? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Okay. One of the ones escorting you is, uh, uh, is Shore. But um, I have no concept of this. No, you you actually don't see you haven't seen too much of their interaction. Pick They've this, picked yeah. up on it enough because they can also see the mm-hmm. okay, interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Three of them take you with, with Jorlin, and they head off to the uh, other area, and then uh, two remaining take the uh, the two gnomes. We're walking you, and it's um, in complete darkness as you're walking across this bridge uh, to the guard tower. Feels like a it's a wooden bridge. Uh, Planked bridge. You get inside the uh, guard tower, and there's a couple guards sitting there. They look like they're playing cards. But yeah. I can see in here. In this yes, room. there's light, light in here. It's very dim light, but there's kind of a light glow from some kind of phosphorescent uh, uh, fungus that's been placed in a number of uh, little planters or urns. Um, I'm gonna kind of kind of half smile at them. <laughs> they all give you kind of a smirk, and I like I'm not. They basically take you to from this bridge here. Take you out the second door in there, uh, over to this little walkway, and then... And I cannot see the bottom of the waterfall. No, you can't see anything. Uh, there's a little bit of light coming through uh, as they're leading, because they're leading all of you this way. Mm-hmm. But you guys stop first here and enter into this chamber. And once it's open, 
basically, you see quite a bit of light uh, coming from there. Again, the phosphorescent crap. And then they shut the door behind you, and everyone else walks by. Uh, when you get inside, you see another uh, dark elf that you've kind of seen a little bit here and there as you walk by as you're doing some other duty. And you roughly know you've heard rumblings of her that she is, um, her name's Asha. And she is basically Ilvara's assistant. You know, she's another priestess. She's clearly inferior to her and like submits to her every whim. Her every whim. Uh, and she's sitting in here uh, in this room. You walk into this room and it's a, um, it's the uppermost part of this stalactite here. You've actually never been in this room before. They've never let you in here. Okay. It's a basically a big circular chamber. Uh, on the floor there are a lot of they have a very silky look to them, kind of floor mats, basically black, and there's a lot of web patterns on them. In the very center of the chamber is a very big pedestal carved out of some kind of plant you've never seen, probably from down here. And it's got a 10-foot high uh, sculpted spider uh, sitting on it. You haven't heard too much about it, uh, but uh, you see her polishing, basically cleaning off, making sure the statue is completely clean. And when you walk in, Lara says something to Asha that you can't understand at all. And then she walks over and hands you the whatever she was cleaning it with. And that's you basically points the statue and has you begin polishing it. Shore just kind of stands there, leans against the wall and just watching. He's waiting. The other guard who escorted you leaves. And they expect you to start climbing on the statue and cleaning it. And cleaning it. Is there anything up top? No, it's a... It's, Ceiling, probably 15 feet high. So it's just this statue. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so they have you clean it. Uh, Asha then kind of goes off. Ilvara says something else to her that she sounds kind of angry. And then they both head down a rope ladder. Shor's just standing there smiling, watching you. His attention is indefinitely on me. He's kind of half watching you. He's not worried about you. He's like a little boy. So yeah. He's half watching you. Is there anything around this statue as I'm cleaning it that I see that could be interesting? On the statue itself, no. There's nothing set on it. It's a holy piece and they haven't set anything. You don't see any kind of offering or anything to it. Mm-hmm. Nothing sitting on it. It's basically just being cleaned. And you've got like a kind of a piece of cloth that you're having basically dusted with. Uh, as you wor- you can work around it, uh, Shore doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of leans against the wall, so when, if you get to the other side, he uses a motion to follow you or anything. Uh, so if you go to, the, say, the back side of it, um, he's not looking at you. And so there's, is there anything else in this room that might be of interest to me? Uh, in the back half of the room, there's a uh, pile of semi, uh, uh, basically a semicircle of pillows, cushions, uh, kind of some kind of bedding in a way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when I get to the other side of the statue, I would like to... I guess I'll pray to the statue. Okay. Nothing happens to you, but you don't feel right. Oh. This at all. Oh, never mind. I guess I will, I'll stop. Okay, yeah. It, I mean, it's... That's not the god for me. <laughs> As you're playing the statue a moment later, um, Asha comes back up, and she says something to Shore, and Shore just comes over and pretty violently grabs you and just pulls you off the statue and points to the ladder. To go down the ladder. I will go down the ladder. Okay, and you get down there. Basically, what looks like in some kind of uh, living quarters here, uh, Ilvara's standing there. It's all hung with uh, the uh, basically that black mesh uh, silken fiber that was on the floor and the mats up there. And they're all hung, kind of hanging from the ceiling, kind of draping down from the middle. And some kind of canopy. Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, and there's again more mats, uh, more lots of pillows, which kind of look like maybe that's where they rest. Inside, there's also a uh, small table, some chairs, tiny shrine to, uh, you assume, you've heard the name Wall multiple times. And then there's a heavy chest made of some black stained plant material of some sort, uh, sitting at the foot of the collection of pillows. There's also a big tub full of water. Ilvara looks back at Asha and instructs, uh, basically tells her to leave. Ilvara starts undressing. <laughs> And then she steps into the tub. Yeah. And she points at you. I guess I'm going to be staring at her without thinking. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she looks at you as she gets in the tub. And then she um, she sits down there and she, without really looking at you, points to a sponge that's been set up. 
And you get the impression it means now. <laughs> I'm gonna take a couple halting steps towards the sponge. Mm -hmm. And I'm just confused and bewildered, but excited. And she looks at you because you're kind of taking a little too long. And in some very kind of rough common, she says, Wash me. Okay. I'm gonna grab the sponge and I I'll plunge it into the tub water. Okay. And I'll I'll start trying to rub her with the sponge, but I'm also gonna try to like look away a little bit. I feel very strange. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She uh she basically leans forward so you can wash her back. Um, okay. That's her... fine. I'll wash her back. She tied her hair up. Yeah. Okay. I'll get into the back. And she's kind of like, why is he getting on the back so long? She motions you to come around to the front. That's hard. <laughs> she just opens up her arms. Alright. I guess I'll start washing the front. And I'll go under her breast very quickly. Is there uh, anything else around? It, in the room? No. I, I, you know what? I'm going to take back that question because there's nothing else I can pay attention to. Okay. And as you go quickly, she kind of grabs your hand and makes you move slow. Real slow. I'm just going to follow the same pace. And then she basically and shows you how slow she wants you to go. And it's like unnervingly slow for you. I'm going to swallow hard. And you hard. can see her just smiling at you the whole time. I'm going to swallow hard and just keep going. Uncertain. I feel like I'm doing the right thing. But how could anybody know <laughs> they were doing the right thing? How could anybody know? And I'm going to just do the area. The area. <laughs> and I guess I'll do around the, you know, kind of yeah. move up to yeah, her lower jaw. Yeah, she and is just staring at you the whole time. And then I guess I'll have to start moving down. You hear her kind of sigh. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll move... Down a little bit. Yeah, she adjusts for you. She accommodates you. I guess I'll just continue. And I'll do her stomach. Mm -hmm. She's just standing there, or sitting there. Um, she reaches over and has a, a goblet of something that she begins to just drink from. Well, she just watches you work. And I'm going to stiffly just kind of move down to her hips. And start doing her legs a little bit. Like, right where her legs connect to her hips. Mm -hmm. And then try to do the side. Okay. And then try to try and go to her thighs. Yeah. Move to her thighs and then to her knees. Backsides of the knees. Calves and shins and do her feet. Mm-hmm. And um, then I'll take the sponge and I'll twist it. <laughs> Till all the water comes out. I'll put it on the side of the tub. <laughs> she looks at you and she says, and she points back at the sponge. Keep washing. All right. <laughs> so she spreads her legs a little. <laughs> I guess I'll move to. I'll move to the inside of her knees. <laughs> And start washing there a little bit. <laughs> I guess I'll keep going down. Yeah, and she, her smile's growing wider. This is worse than friend. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I pegged as a child molester. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just move down. I guess, and I'll just, you know, I'll start... She, she just grabs your uncomfortable hand and just draws it in. Oh. And just starts slowly moving it with the sponge back and forth in between your legs. Alright, I'll start doing that. And then she takes her hand off and lets you go for a bit. And then she kind of brushes you away. And then she stands up and she points. She kind of looks to her backside. And then she basically she 
She pats her ass. Alright, I'll start washing her butt. <laughs> I'll get into the crack. Okay, yeah. She looks very pleased by this. Alright, I'll I'll clean her crack thoroughly. She points for you to put that down. Okay. And then points over to something. It looks like it might be a towel of some sort, so I'm gonna cloth the dryer off it. Okay, I'll go get the towel. Okay. She steps out of a out of a little prepared towel. Okay. And then she just holds her arms wide. I'll start drying her off. And then once she's dry, I'll wrap the towel around her. No, she's got, uh, when you start wrapping her, she oh. just throws it away and then points to a robe over there. Oh, look at the robe. It's a nice black, uh, silky looking thing. It's uh, so soft. Covered in, yeah, very soft, covered in spiders. I guess I'll, I'll bring it to her and I'll hold it up for her to put her arms up in it, in my lanky arms. With my lanky arms. Okay. She she puts it on, uh, ties it closed, basically a robe of uh, some sort. And you hear her say something, and then Asha comes back downstairs. She says something about Asha again, and they Asha points you to go up the stairs. Up the, not stairs, the uh, ladder. Okay. Oh, and when you get in here, I, I forgot to say this, but I, I don't know if I need to, but there's another r- ladder going down. Okay. Um, but I don't know if you noticed. I didn't notice. She, um... Points you to climb the ladder back up, and she's saying something up the ladder to someone up there. Yeah. I assume you're climbing. I just followed her instructions. Uh, when you get up to the top shores there, and he violently grabs you again, and he just, just hauls you over to, to the uh, altar. Uh-huh. And then he just kind of lays you down on top of the, below the spider. He tries to put you there. He's on the altar? On top, underneath the spider. I'm going to sit up. No, he's, he's trying to hold you down. Is anybody else there? Asha and Ilvara are coming up. <laughs> I'm just going to lay there and okay. look kind of terrified and bewildered and semi-aroused. George starts to take your arms and set them, uh, basically set them down and he's clasping them with something. So he's just grabbing an arm and clasping it. He's clasping it now? Yeah, down to the... To is, the is it clasped? Well, he's going to grab your arm and try and force it down into uh, something to hold it and clasp it shut. I'm going to try to roll away. Okay. As far as I know, I'm going to die. Sure. This isn't how I imagined the first time to be. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you trying to escape or are you... I don't know. I'm so scared and confused. <laughs> Do I see anything else in the room like a, like a sacrificial blade or anything... No, I mean, he's got his weapons on. I mean, there's some boxes of things you don't know nearby. And he's just this big, powerful man. He's a big, powerful man, yeah. I guess I'm just going to have to stay here. <laughs> he's her most favorite. Okay, he just starts clasping you in then. Both your arms and your leg. Yeah. Uh, and you're just basically held down underneath this thing. Okay. They both finally uh, come up here to the top. Asha and Ilvara have some kind of heated exchange. Shor's just standing there listening, and then um, you hear Elvara say a couple final words, and then she begins to leave. She says one final thing, and it kind of sticks in your head a little. It's in Elvish, but you don't know what it means. But you hear, Athe. And then she leaves and shuts the door. Right after that happens, Asha puts something under your nose, draws some wine under your nose, and you just start to pass out. Until next time, keep your soul safe. For character sheets, notes, and maps, check out our website, talesfromthelich.com. Are you ready? Any other questions or anything before we start? Nope. Thank okay. you. All right. So the way this is going to work is we're playing a cool, uh, cool module. So I'm going to have to read stuff to you every now and then in where their words. Sure. I hope you're ready, Wendell. I'm ready. Get Captured by the drow. You oh, wouldn't. Wait, wait, wait. God. <laughs>
Not even playing. <laughs> Dude. Especially after, the, especially after the warning. And then just spilling beer all over his phone and my player's handbook. None of it got on your player's handbook. <laughs> He's just... Wow. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Good berries. Good berries, bro. <laughs> Are you you're gonna eat that leftover grizzly? <laughs> you grabbed my book to open a beer on it, then you put it away. I put it away, so get out of the way, you motherfucker. Okay, can I read this now? Yeah, you can read it. I just wanted to not interrupt when we were halfway through. Fucking shit! I hate you. I'm gonna interrupt you now. That's weird. Bottom of the list. 